Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer, and I'm really glad to be back with you. This is actually part two of our discussion on immunizations and their diseases that the homeopathic remedy that you can use as a prophylaxis, immunization, or you can use during an active disease to in a low potency to help the body recover, or you can give it in a higher potency again after the disease if the body is in a weakened condition and it's trying to make a comeback. And if you and given in about a 200 potency, the body is going to say, hey, okay, I'm trying to recover from this disease. Let's go ahead and snap to it and get, get our act together. So I'm trying to help you understand how immunizations can be used. Homeopathic nozodes can be used to help you recover or your family recover from particular diseases. Now, remember, we talk about this all the time. You don't necessarily have to know the name of the disease that you have or your family has, but you look at the symptoms. In homeopathy, we treat the symptoms, not necessarily the disease, but the symptoms. Because you can actually have, like say for instance, you can have chicken pox, and those watery blisters can itch exactly like poison ivy does. Now, if you go to the doctor and they say, okay, you have poison ivy or you have chicken pox, what are they going to tell you to use? They're going to say, dry that out. You can take, and in homeopathy, we're going to say, take Roostox, a homeopathic Roostox, or take Clematis or something like that to help alleviate that itch. So, like I said, just like cures, like in homeopathy. But I want to talk a little more specifically about different diseases and what do we do for those? You know, like I said, in my homeopathy book, or like I said, you can write to me for a flyer, and I'll be happy to send you a lot of information that I've collected over the years about different diseases and their cures or their immunization, their nosode. Like I said, you can take it from there. Or I'm happy to answer most questions too. I'm I'm not really big on the computer. I don't really like computers, but I know I have to check my emails all the time, and I'm happy to answer emails. I'm happy to help people because That's what it's all about, people helping people. And in homeopathy, families can take care of themselves, and they can can pass that on to the next family and the next family and the next family, and you can regain your health. You can regain control of your family's health, and you can feel good about yourself. You can become strong and healthy. Like I said, just eat right, organic or all natural, preferably. Exercise, get lots of fresh air and sunshine. Fresh air and sunshine. Sunshine kills bacteria. Oxygen kills bacteria. All those things kill bacteria. Why do you think the house smells so damp and dank when you walk in and the curtains have all been closed and the windows have all been shut up? Open up those windows, let the fresh air in, and the house becomes alive and clean again. And that's what happens with our body. It's just common sense. It's the way God made us. And sweat. You need to sweat to get out the toxins. Remember, your lymphatic system doesn't have its own pump. It relies on you for hard exercise, jumping, working hard, bamming those lymphatics. Then they can clean out. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. You know what? I, I almost I about flipped when I found out that, you know what? Belladonna, oddly enough, is part of the protocol for curing non-Hodgkin's lymphoma because it starts as a virus. I, I know. I 
I couldn't believe it. It's like, oh my goodness, all these diseases, common sense, exercise, sweat. You know what is written in the good book? That man would now live by the sweat of his brow was part of our punishment. As soon as we try to cheat God, we're going to suffer. You have to live by the sweat of your brow because that's what God said. And so unless you're sweating, unless you're working hard, and like I know we live in a modern world. I don't have to go out and chop wood anymore. I don't have to walk three miles to town. I don't have to do all those things. So you know what? You just have to take the time every day just to sweat it out, work it out. Oh, sure. It's 20 degrees below zero outside this last couple of weeks in Minnesota. You know, how am I going to sweat? Well, I don't sweat every day, obviously, but I do take my hot tubs. And if I had a sauna, oh, someday I'm going to have a sauna. It'd be so cool. Sweat it out. Work hard. Give up those junk foods. Fasting is super good for you, okay? Yes, you have to deny yourself. You have to get control of your passions, but that's what's good for you. Sacrifice, hard work, charity, all these things lead to a good, healthy person. Okay, we're going to talk about some diseases here, and I uh, want you to not, you know, if I'm going too fast, you'll have to replay it because I just talk fast. I'm really sorry. But we're going to touch on some of the some of the diseases that are so prevalent in our world today and you can cure them. You can cure them yourself. And it's kind of funny because like I said in our part one, every single disease is part of one of three big pictures. Okay. So you have, and I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. So I don't know exactly which category these all fall into right off. I could figure it out for you quick enough, but I want to just keep going. So I'm just going to kind of touch on some of these different diseases, these very simple, basic diseases, the nozode that goes with it. And you know, some of the different things that you can do to help with that particular disease. Now, anthrax, remember back in the, a few years ago in the news, I remember in the days when I used to actually watch TV, anthrax, I remember thinking, what the heck, what, what is anthrax? A deadly disease. People were mailing it around the country, a white powder. Anthraxenum nozode is actually is aids in the prevention of anthrax. But on a lesser note, we're exposed to anthrax and, and different times of our life and that type that nozode actually helps when a person has severe boils huge boils and that they're trying to come out anthrax is really good for like the respiratory tract you know the nozode the respiratory tract and people who are subject to large boils and acne in that sense and then the respiratory if they're they're having both of these symptoms the anthrax nozode can be a very beneficial nozode for them knowing that it helps you to really just you know, say, oh my goodness, you're kidding me. And I know this world's disease kit, you know, you go to a good homeopathic doctor, you can write to me, I can help you find out where you can get these things, but you can. You can have them in your community, you can have them wherever you live, you can have access to all these types of things and their cures. Vaselinum, like I said, it's in my book. It is a remedy par excellence for people who are subject to colds and flu because it's a tubercular tendency in their family. Now, for instance, um, my grandfather died of tuberculosis. You know, some people say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you say that. And you know what? One third of this entire planet has been exposed or has had some form of tuberculosis in their life or their carrier or that, and it's been suppressed. So it's not, it's not something that you shouldn't know about. Okay. Cause it's prevalent. It's everywhere. Knowing that know also that when you're exposed to tuberculosis, throughout the flu season on a regular basis, your body in healthy state just sloughs it off, fights it out. The the lymph system scans it through and it just gets rid of it and you're fine. But very often tuberculosis bacteria can land in the muscles, 
It can land in the joints. It's a huge cause of hip joint disease. You know, the kind where you have the necrosis, where it eats away the joints. That can be tubercular. It's, like I said, it's not, it's to your benefit to know about some of these things. So bacillinum is actually where the colds and flu, not the tuberculosis itself, but the colds and flu, bacillinum is the human It's made from the human sputum of someone who actually had tuberculosis. Isn't that just wonderful to know? But it'll wake up the system so quick it's not funny, and your body will fight that colds and flu throughout throughout that season. It's amazing. And just remember, there is no actual substance of tuberculosis left in that because it has been succussed and diluted down to the point where there's nothing left. All those sugar pellets are, are, is coated with the energy from that horrid disease. And some people think, oh, that's just, you know, ooby-jooby, but it's not because I'm sitting here and I'm, I can, my, my coffee table and the wood that this coffee table is made from is just so warm. And that's the megahertz. Everything has its own energy. You're either attracted to something or it repels you or you don't feel any way about it at all. That's the energy that emanates from that particular object. And so knowing that, when they coat those sugar pellets with that, basically with that energy, at whatever whatever potency it is, that's what your body's responding to. It's not magic. Any physicist anywhere in the world could prove to you that this really works and this is what's done and this is how it's done. It's not magic. It's not new age. It's nothing like that. It's just, it just is. And the pharmaceuticals would love to have you believe that it doesn't really work because they can't patent these natural elements. Mother Teresa used them. She sent her nuns if they didn't understand homeopathy, she sent them to homeopathic school so that they would understand it, so that they could use these remedies for the sick and the dying because they work and they're cheap. And so, you know, you sitting wherever you're at, embrace it. This is just wonderful. This is so exciting that this stuff works and, and you have access to it. Oh, here's another good one. The Borlberg nozode. Borlberg is Lyme's disease. We have this rampant, rampant destruction of health around the country right now because people have have. Lyme's disease. And it attacks anything from their, their muscles and their joints to their nervous system to their mental capacities. Also, wherever their weakness is, that's where it's going to attack. It's a virus, people. Belladonna, okay? Just just know the belladonna. Take it. And then take silica 30C, three doses daily, and also the Borlberg nozode. If you actually contract this disease, it would be great if you had this Borlberg nozode on hand prior to tick season. But if, you know, and take it every month throughout the whole tick season. But if you don't, you can cure yourself with the silica and the Borlberg nozode. Like I say, I have this, the the recipe is in my book and it works. I've had people go in and find out they have Lyme's disease. They call me. One was actually already on antibiotics. And I said, well, it's up to you. Finish out the the antibiotics and then we can cancel them and then go on this treatment. Or you can do whatever you want to do. I left it up to them. The other one um, had... Didn't decided not to do what the doctor suggested. Did have the confirmed blood test. Did this little protocol. Went back to the doctor. It, the Lyme's disease was gone, and the doctor says, "Well, then the test must have been wrong because there's there's really no cure for it like that, you know." And here they're treating Lyme's disease with antibiotics. All they're doing is suppressing the symptoms, okay? Because you cannot cure a virus with antibiotics. And they know this, but that's their only course of action. That's the only thing that they know to do. If you go in, it doesn't matter what you have, they're going to give you antibiotics because that's the only prescription I swear they know how to write. (laughs) Well, anyway, I'm just teasing, but it's true. They give antibiotics for viruses and that's just insane. Once in a while, a virus will get so far along and you'll have secondary complications and sure, you will get an infection 
from a particular virus, and at that point, you're pretty dang sick. And then the antibiotics will help with that infection. But antibiotics, like I said, suppress. They're running around trying to gobble up the bacteria. The bacteria, the virus is running away, and it's not curing anything. It's suppressing. Yes, you're curing some of the symptoms, but it's interrupting the body's the body that's trying to fight this particular disease or illness, and then you throw in the antibiotics, it suppresses these symptoms, and then it confuses the vital force. And you can either get, if it's a really strong vital force, you can, yes, you can overcome it and hopefully get back on your feet very quickly. But if your vital force is not strong, you're going to end up with suppressed symptoms, more complications. It's going to move into a different state, and it can get really ugly. And that's why a lot of people actually just die, because they think they're getting better, and then all of a sudden they just go backwards so quickly, and they can't bring them out of it again. There, are, like, there, There's the cholera nozode. There's the colobacillum, and that is the E. coli. I've actually used that for people who have had a urinary tract infections, because most urinary tract infections are caused from the E. coli bacteria. And so when given... If you have a tendency, you can take it as a preventative. But if, if you have an active infection, you can also take this in conjunction with other remedies that fit the similum, you know, like, cures like, in conjunction with this E. coli nozode, and you can very quickly get, a, get over a UTI. And so, like I said, you want to work with a good homeopath for something like that because you don't want to just be playing with that. Uh, you want to get some good advice. But you can do these things yourself. Diphtherinum, I I love this nozode because so often people think it's diphtheria, okay? And so often people think that they have just whooping cough. And, oh, I didn't immunize. Now my kids have whooping cough. Whooping cough, yes, it's very, very bad. Very few people ever really die of whooping cough, though. It's just a horrible, horrible, painful virus that cough, 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 cough until you feel like you're going to throw up or you do throw up. And oddly enough, diphtheria can be very similar. You can have that severe cough, that barking cough. It's not quite as bad as whooping cough that is continuous. But with the diphtheria, you might think it's whooping cough, but there's usually stomach symptoms or bowel symptoms to go along with it. And I've even seen blood streak bowels and the upset stomach or the vomiting along with it when they just think it's the, the low-grade fever of the whooping cough. And the diphtheria nozode, but you have that, it's kind of a thickening of the mucous membranes. And so the diphtheria nozode, amazing, amazing to help little kids get over what they've got. I like to give that again with silica to help get that the disease out of the body and they can be over it in 12 hours. I remember a case one time where a lady I didn't know her real well, but she had she had called a friend of mine who called me to see what I thought, and she had some calves out in the barn that had terrible scours, but they also had a cough. And because it was the time of year, I had suggested Dulcamara, which has it can have the the stool symptoms as well as the cough and the runny nose and things like that. Anyway, I got a call back a couple of days later, just so that they told me that the Dulcamara did not work at all, but the lady thought to give the diphtheria nozo to these calves. Bam, they were better just right now. And that so, so fits that picture. The calves had the scours, that cough, the runny nose, all those things because, see, it affected the mucous membranes, the tickling cough, da-da-da-da-da. So when the, when the symptoms fit, just go ahead and use it. And so being as though they knew that that remedy was working really well in the barn, you can go ahead and immunize all of the calves so that they don't get it. And the animals are really easy to immunize people. Like I said, take one pellet, put it in a bottle of water, succuss that bottle of, a clean bottle of, you know, distilled water, and everybody can take a teaspoon. Or with calves, you can, you can use it in a nebulizer and you can spray them in front of their noses. Or you can go along and like, if it's, it's just so easy. It's easy. It's almost free. 
and you can immunize an entire herd in no time. We have Giardia. Giardia is um, Giarda, Giardasis, which is an organism invading the small intestine. Some of the symptoms are low fever, gas, bloating, diarrhea, and oddly enough, so many people have Giardia and they don't even know it. It's a tiny little parasite that you can pick it up in, in dirty water, streams, lake water, um, mostly through our drinking is where we pick it up. Like you go camping, you just never really quite felt well after you went camping. Mm-hmm. Giardia. So, you know, this nose node will help wake up your body, and but definitely go see a good homeopath. But you can also use it as a preventative. And so, like I said, just be aware that these diseases are out there. And there's homeopathic remedies for all of it. There's homeopathic remedies for nosodes for all of the hepatitis diseases. And knowing that, that's very important because uh, if, you have, if you're in the medical field, it's mandatory that you get a hepatitis shot. Find out what you're going to get. Take the nosode as a preventative so your body recognizes that immunization when you have to get it. And then take Thuya 30C three days prior and three days after the immunization so that your body will get rid of the harmful effects of that vaccination. Again, that's in my book, Homeopathy for Mommies. It tells about that. A wonderful woman, a friend of mine who I've never really met in real life, but her name is Jan, and she has helped me so much personally when it comes to homeopathy and understanding how it works. And she's a mom, eight kids, you know, whatnot and so forth. And that's how people find out about this stuff. That's how you know, like I said, it's people helping people. So just know how to take care of your family. Know how to nullify those harmful effects, what to do. And here's another one. This this hippozonium is another interesting. Uh, I have this on hand. I use it quite often, especially when someone has started with a, a cold. And this cold has gone into their head, into their nose, into their nasal sinuses. And it's, it's a tubercular. It's of the tubercular family. And this is basically the cure for tubercular meningitis, a.k.a. nasal infection, okay? You have nasal infection that's been suppressed up the nasal passages with either inhalers or Sudafed, all these different things that suppress, suppress, suppress. And so when you have that sort of situation, this remedy is fantastic for helping the body to say, hey, wake up, get rid of this. This is not good stuff. And I like to use this whenever I suspect the nasal infection is headed towards the brain. Influenzinum. Influenzinum, again, is in my book, Homeopathy for Mommies. We take it alternating with bacillinum to prevent the flu and any, any sort of respiratory flus. Not like the stomach flu, but the respiratory, pneumonia, bronchitis, anything respiratory. Influenzinum is fantastic. I've used it very often also to wake up the system after. If the vital force has been too weakened through the flu, through the flu I'll use it to wake up the, the system to kick it out in a final step. Like I say, we have, there's there's so many, there's so many nosodes. And like I said, I don't even know, I don't want to talk too long here again. We're already getting down there. Gosh, we should actually make it, make this a three-step thing. But um, the Johninium nosode, and like I said, I'm not real sure about my pronunciation of all of these, but this is a fantastic nosode. Again, it's related to, to the tubercular miasm, and it's great for if there's Crohn's or any other bowel symptoms are present. And that's known as the intestinal tuberculosis and there's destruction there's things going on in there this nosode will really help with that it's not the cure but it will help to wake up the system to recognize what's going on to stop that progression or 
Like I said, if it looks as though, don't hesitate to use or ask your doctor about using this type of nozode if it looks like that's the direction that someone is going in. And one of my very, very favorites is the rabies nozode, Lysinum. It's It is a fantastic, fantastic nozode, and it's used a lot for people who have a lot of fear, fears of being attacked, fears of, they see it, strangers in the, in the far distance, it's great for that. It's great for people who have fear of water, all sorts of fears, and or people who have been abused, beaten, abused. Lysinum nozode is, is really a good remedy for that. And again, I've actually used it for my animals. Use it every six months or give it throughout the entire rabies season in the spring and again in the fall. The malaria nozode, I can honestly say I've really never used that, but I have it. The meningitis nozode, excellent remedy. Excellent remedy. I always give it if meningitis is suspected or if there's a headache, the belladonna just isn't getting rid of. I'll use the meningitis nozode and almost immediately the headache will be alleviated. I've used it to help people who have had meningitis. Um, if it's a bacterial meningitis that's been suppressed with antibiotics, it's kind of strange because in the case that I've used it, the meningitis, the headache actually came back. They had to dilute the 30C, just a 30C nozode down. We diluted it down in water and gave it in, in teaspoon doses back. We diluted it four times, gave it back in one teaspoon doses until the headache went away, which just took about 15 minutes. But after that, they claimed that their, their vision and their hearing was much better because meningitis will actually leave you with super sensitive hearing and super sensitive sight. Like they can't stand light. They can't stand a lot of noise because the meninges, once they've been inflamed. They're always sensitive. And that's why West Nile horses and things like that, encephalitis, West Nile, you never totally get over any of that because those meninges have been inflamed. But if you take that meningitis nozode, it helps your body to kick it out naturally and your body can then heal. Marbellinum nozode helps to aid in the prevention of measles. You know what? You use the remedies to treat the symptoms. You give the marbellinum nozode and no measles. There's, like I said, there's so many. We have paratoidium, which is the mumps that is a preventative or to help the body get over it if the mumps actually occur. Pilocarpinum is actually the cure for mumps. It will instantly take away the pain of the the paratoid pain if the mumps actually occur, if you haven't been immunized. The pertussis nozode, again, that cough, the whooping cough, this is not the cure for whooping cough, but it can, you can immunize and you can help the body wake up the system afterwards if the vital, if the vital force is down and they're not getting over it like they're supposed to. I like to throw this pilocarpinum. It's kind of an interesting drug because it will cause you to sweat. Like I said, that is the cure for the mumps and it works. I've actually seen it work really, really well. I don't know if the mumps were actually present because it's supposed to be eradicated here on the, on, you know, in our country, but I've actually seen people with severe, such severe symptoms that I was convinced mumps was present. And this, this remedy just takes it away very quickly. We have the polio nozode. Again, it's used as a preventative or for the lingering effects. Pseudomonas, this is an amazing remedy. This is, I've used this several times for the RSV, little babies who go to the hospital, especially when they go back for checkups or they have to go back for something later or their, a sibling has gone into the hospital and they pick up RSV. RSV is really, it's bad um, for these little kids to be having this. So this pseudomonas nozode, I've actually used four the lingering effects. We give all the other remedies to help with the symptoms, and this really helps to kick it. Again, streptococcinum and staphylococcinum are two remedies I use very often in the 200. 
when that active disease is present or like the staff I'll use for if there's a an active bacteria or I suspect it's something going on, I will use that. So it's, you know, don't hesitate. And I have remedies like the serum de Yersum for the plague, salmonella, rubella, pyrogenium for, and I use pyrogenium a lot. Anytime I suspect sepsis or blood poisoning, septicemia, whenever there's a smell to a sick person, I always use pyrogenium. Always. I just incorporate it into the trio or the duo of whatever I'm using. I usually, when someone has an active illness like that, I must always use two to three remedies alternating to cover the, all their symptoms. And just remember, the body can only do one thing at a time. Okay, so if you've got a broken foot and you've got the flu, <laughs> your body can only heal one thing at a time. So let the broken foot go, take care of the flu, then go back and cure the foot. Always take care of the most important thing first, the most life-threatening situation. Because even though many of us think we can multitask, we really can't. We're not doing anything efficiently. And the body, when it's healing, is the same way. One thing at a time. That's all it can do. The tetanus nozode. You can immunize for tetanus. Tetanus is a... People don't realize when they give the tetanus shot what exactly they're doing to their bodies. They're setting themselves up for all sorts of stuff. The, you know, TMJ, all sorts of, you know, neck and shoulder issues. You name it. (laughs) We're just... We're setting ourselves up so bad. But Ledum and Hypericum are that are truly the cure for tetanus. And I cured my horse of tetanus. I kid you not. My farrier, he came over. Okay, long story. I'll go ahead and tell it because it's so worth telling. One day my kids come tearing in the house. Mom, mom, Prince is down. He's got, he's got West Nile. I went out running out. I grabbed the belladonna. I went running out the door and I looked at the horse. I said, he doesn't have West Nile. Check his feet. They said, no, mom, look. And he was already, he was down on the ground thrashing. His head was already kinking back. And he was kicking and he had the whole section of the yard torn up from thrashing on the grass. And I said, check his feet. And I ran to the house to get the Hypericum and Calendula tinctures and a bucket of warm water. And I grabbed Ledum and Hypericum, the remedies. I went outside. Of course, he wasn't, the horse wasn't up yet. But I started giving him the Ledum and the Hypericum in the mouth, alternating, both in a 30C potency. And the kids, by that time, Joni had gotten him to stopped kicking enough to look and she did find that there was a piece of glass in his foot and I said try to get it out and I kept giving him these alternating remedies I was literally every five minutes I was giving him one and then the other one and then the other within 15 minutes the horse stopped kicking and he was able to get up we found glass in his foot but Joni could not get it out I said oh my word it's in that soft part of his foot I may have told the story I don't know it was in the soft part of his foot so anyway, she couldn't get out. I went and I called the farrier. I got him soaking in hypericum and calendula tincture. I put three big dropperfuls in the bucket of warm water. And I went and called the farrier. He got out. It was an hour and a half before he got out there. And when he got there, I said, oh, I'm so glad to see you. I says, my ho- he has tes- tetanus. And he started laughing. He goes, that horse doesn't have tetanus. Oh. I said, okay, fine. I said, but he's got glass in his foot. And we can't get it out. So he dug and he dug and he dug. And he pulled out this piece of glass that was over an inch long. And it was big, you know, blue, like a broken old blue quart jar. And he looked at me and he said, what did you give that horse? Because anybody that knows anything about horses, once they puncture that part of the foot, that goes, it's a direct line to the bloodstream. And the, it's inevitable that they just will, they will die of bacterial infection. And he pulled right out of it. And it was absolutely amazing. I, he wouldn't, <laughs> it was, you know, I, I never did give him antibiotics or colloidal silver or anything for it. He just pulled right out of it. So we know that Lidum and Hypericum is the, tetan- the tetanus cure. 
but I do like to immunize anyway. We have Toxoplasmosis nozode, and it's fantastic for the lingering effects. Tuberculinum aver. I have actually used this quite often when there's like chronic fatigue syndrome. You know, it helps to prevent any sort of tuberculosis or suspect. It's great for ty- different types of influenza. So is the tuberculinum bovine. Again, they're just from different sources, but it's two tuberculinum type nozodes. One is actually from chicken liver, and the other one is actually taken from the cattle. So, you know, depending, and each one of them has their own set of symptoms. The tuberculinum bovine, tendency to take colds. Uh, you know, when well-selected remedies fail, it's, it's a really good remedy just to give, and one pellet bi-monthly for people who are s- subject to that tendency. The typhoid nozode, again, if for threatening situation, it's, it's a really good nozode to have on hand. There again, I always carry the cures for all my diseases, you know, with me, like deletum and hypericum. You can't make me go anywhere without it. Lathyrus, remember we, we talked about polio, but lathyrus sativus is actually the cure for polio. And it's the cure for any type of paralysis. So someone complains of, oh, it feels numb, it feels numb. You know what? Were they were they exposed to the enterovirus? Give them lathyrus. You don't have to know the name of that disease. Just give the remedy. And of course, belladonna. If you suspect at all that it's a virus, give belladonna right away. Aconite and belladonna. Aconite for exposure, belladonna for viral. It's the great viral interrupter. Thuya is known as the tree of life. I have it. I give it. I if like I said, if there was ever an immunization to be given, give Thuya. 30C, three days prior, three days after. It's also, like I said, known as the tree of life. It's the great cleanser. It's a great antifungal for warts, allergies, and it's a vaccination antidote. Now, if you have complications from a vaccination, you're going to want to know about gelsemium. And that is also in my book. And especially, you know, it's the great Gillian Barr, you know, chronic fatigue, all those symptoms that a person develops after they've had an immunization, you want to be taking gelsemium. But I would also always take Thuya and that self as well. All that information, again, is in my book, Homeopathy for Mommies. Nux vomica. I always have Nux vomica on hand because it is the businessman's remedy. It's for overindulgence, hangoverish type symptoms. And very often, we just get hangoverish type symptoms when we're exhausted. We've been working too hard, or we've eaten too much, we've drank too much, or we were exposed to something that just didn't settle with us. Nux vomica is great for that. I always have arsenicum on hand. Arsenicum is for any type of poisoning or if, you, or if you think you've been poisoned. And I always have silica on hand as well because silica helps, silica terra helps to remove foreign bodies. It'll promote abscess of like a sliver or things, something like that. It helps to get something out of the lungs. And also tick bites, it's great for that. I use that in a, along with the Borelberg nozode. So all of these things, like I said, you know, sky's the limit. There's there's so, so many nozodes that we could never really touch on all of them. But I think we've done a really good job of touching on most of them. And how now you can understand a little bit better how you can help your family to prevent different diseases and to get over them. All right. I hope if you have any questions, like I said, don't hesitate to contact me or write to me and we'll go from there. But in the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you've learned a lot. May God bless you and yours. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. 
Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.